Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now, here's Pastor Rafael. So a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We're here, Lord, to do it, not to... Not to damnate, Lord, but to discern. We're here, Lord, to be sober and not sensationalized. Just let everything be done, Lord, that pleases you, that uplifts and brings light, and not just heat, Father. This is what our prayer is. That's why we're here, Lord. We're not here to fight. We're here, Lord, to discuss and discuss if we need to. And uh, But we pray that you just help us, Lord, to just do what is really your work. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen once again so this evening on our through Xenos first stream it's a delight to have both Randy and Joe with us here uh, on our special live stream which we do when we can uh, sometimes our personal ministry schedules keep us pretty busy and uh, and then again a lot of people who we who want to come on sometimes their schedules don't work out but uh, Randy I, I really appreciate your coming on on, on such short notice and uh, Joe, uh, I appreciate that you've been you've been uh, able to also do so as well. Um, and uh, Randy, you had you had been uh, of, uh, you had responded on one of on the last Xenos first stream that we talked about, and it, and it you know even even uh, made uh, in uh, an invitation to us for us to have you on, which I'm glad I'm always willing to do that, and I'm glad that you came, and I, I appreciate you being here. So maybe. Maybe you can tell us about your perspective. You know, and I, uh, everyone has been watching the Xenos first knows Joe, where Joe's come from. And, and Joe, I'll short give you the moment to share your own introduction and perspective. But, but tell us a little bit about yourself, Randy, and, and why you're here, which is what we hope to do tonight. Well, um, main thing I want to do is make sure that God is glorified because he's the main reason we even have all this um hoping we have a great conversation no matter where it leads that's what i'm about yep we can agree to, we can agree to disagree without being disagreeable we don't have to be i agree i, I and that's that's where i am I'm, i may have strong views but it doesn't mean i hate anyone or, or, or have or wish fire thunderbolts to fall anyway but you know we can certainly have that kind of conversation and principally though i, I really like to you know see where, where it goes and joe um you you've been on here a couple of times maybe you can just share a little bit about yourself and, and what you hope to do here as well uh well yeah i'm a, a xenos dwell survivor i was there for 18 years starting my senior year of high school and uh <clears throat> i left the, the organization in 2000 um early 2006 mm -hmm. i believe it was uh, if pardon me i have a lingering cough yeah um and uh you know today as usual my goal is to just be straightforward and honest and uh as balanced as i can be about my experience there and and my the assessments that i've made over the last um you know, several years since I've been away. I think I've got some good perspective and insight on how things work and what it's like to recover mm -hmm. from that experience. Right. And, and for what I understand, Randy, you had been a member of, of Xenos Dwell, and you also been gone about almost about 16 years yourself, you said. Uh, how did you get involved? Or, or just correct my, but but just how did you get involved, and, and and why did you leave? Well, now let me start at the beginning. Good place. I came in '89, so just after Joe, and I left in 2007. 
to get married to a gal in Maine. She drew me away. So to go back to when I first started, I came through Martha's home church. Actually, God gave me a sign of a tornado warning delivering to one of Martha's ministry houses for the women. And I think the second time I delivered there, there I was a pizza driver, delivery driver. So the second time was another incident of God made this house stand out. So I wrote them a letter hoping to get an invite to Christmas dinner. That didn't happen, but I got an invite to a wedding. <laughs> I attended. It was okay, but you know, I'm, I'm very shy and I just wanted to bolt. But of course, God sent someone in my way to say, you coming to the reception? I went and discovered it was at the uh, warehouse. I was familiar with that because our company, Top Priority, delivered to like the Department of Taxation further down the that section of businesses. So I spent... Two years, nine months in Martha's till we had a split, and I loved it. I was surprised. I mean, I, nah, I'm I'm glad I wasn't. I'm glad I was too shy there to really be one of the good people that they wanted to, you know, really pour all that good stuff into. But I learned so much. A lot of misconceptions got corrected so quickly, which surprised me. I mean, my salvation experience was when I was 11. Baptist church, Sunday school. Jesus was awesome. Forgive my sins, yes. Become my big brother, yes. Eventually, Went upstairs, heard a message, the fire and damnation of God, and I did not like him at all mm. because he reminded me of my stepfather who was abusive and yeah. brutal, and I got a misconception of God right off the bat, which is a bummer, but there is a redemption to that for what how God got me to see him differently. And it was Zenos that helped with a lot of that. So I give them a lot of credit for how they have helped me. Okay. All right. All right. There All were right. a few times I, I struggled. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think it was a little over nine years ago. I was writing on my Facebook and I, got the memories printed out. And there is one I especially would like to share because I think it would be helpful. Okay. I'm going to share something my Xenos friends don't know. In the nearly 19 years I was there, I almost left hundreds of times. Really? Even yeah. while I was employed there, there was quite a few times of nearly quitting sooner. Most of my reasons were selfish or more self-protective, but every time I had my foot headed toward the door, God would send the very thing I needed to give Zenos another shot. That's hundreds of experiences that God provided wonderfully, which in turn helped me discover his incredible love for me that I posted about in a previous post. I'm grateful for the way God used Zenos in my life. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason, I'm a quitter. I came into Zenas a quitter, an abandoner, because I did not meet my father till I was 18. I was an abandoned child, and I was a very abused child. Yeah. And Zenas was a surprise to me. So okay. that's where I'm coming from. Right. 
So in, in what way would you want, I mean, you said you mentioned you want to leave. Well, why would you want to leave such a wonderful place then? You said hundreds of times. So what was prompting you to leave? Why, why, what, what, what was it that, with that, you, that made you wake up or, or just made you think at some point during your daily walkthroughs through, through what you did there that you just felt you just had to go? What, 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 what was that? I mean, what was uh, going on there? God said it was time that he wanted me someplace else. Okay. And that was me. She really stole my heart. I mean, we met online. Okay. And I could not understand how a person in such pain could exhibit such joy. And that yeah. was very attractive to me. Yeah. Yeah. And God untangled to make it easier for me to move on. Right. And they wished me well when I left. Right. I got some huge cards, a cake. I mean, okay. many people still miss me there. Yeah. So that's great, Randy. Yeah, you know, you know, good romance will do that. You know, a good a good woman will you'll, you'll change anything for a good woman, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I was living in Tennessee before I met my my now wife, and of course, I was wanting to get back here to the uh, Chicago area and. It worked out because we had a little bit more motivation. So, so I get what you're saying on there. But I guess what I'm just curious about is you said before you met her, there were many, many times, and you said hundreds again, that you said that you felt like you wanted to go. And I'm, I'm just curious, what were those circumstances? Why, why would you even feel that way? Because for me to stay in a place is hard. Okay. I mean – like settle down. A lot of times I misunderstood um, much of what's going on, or I took it personally, or I just responded, you know, like I was hurt. My, I, I was in an incredible shell that, to be honest, Xenos never broke through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was self protective. I was worried about being abused and I didn't get that which surprised me Mm -hmm. and part of that is I mean I mean Martha's home church had some great teachings some of them probably were what attracted me there and kept me there was the music I love singing the music I mean that kept me there for quite a while plus there were some incredible people there. Okay. All right. But a lot of times I felt like the oddball because I was. Okay. I was very socially awkward, very shy, very timid. Okay. And I think just, I think you mentioned you didn't want to stand out then, you said. You didn't you didn't want to stand out and necessarily be someone who uh, would would be be the forward the the, the a forward pushing leader, you know. You you you. you I think you're someone sound like you want to be more in the background. Is that? Oh is yeah. That, is that right? Oh yeah. I hated being the center of attention, and it's still a struggle for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell I'm. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> this is the new experience for me. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm afraid my station manager is going to say, "I'm going to get you on camera." So you might have started something there, Raphael, especially <laughs> as I gain confidence. Well, it's okay. So Randy, would you say that you, you've, uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Would you say that you uh, have come out of your shell? Surprisingly, yes. It seems About like About a little over four years ago, I finally said, okay, God, you can have me 100%. Xenos couldn't quite get me there. I was too guarded. And I, a lot of times I did not give them a chance. What, um, so what's, uh, is there something different about where you're the environment you're in now that has allowed you to, to do that? No, there are many things about Xenos. I miss. I mean, when I first came to, I'm, I'm coming up on, no, it has been over 14 years at my current church. I think I've been a member nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was different. 
uh, having them search for a pastor was different. Asking them about, so what's your discipleship like? And they say, we have a six-week class. And I'm like, what? So, yeah, I really miss Zenos for that part, which is a bummer. I don't think I could create it up here, and they would not want it mm-hmm. because they don't like, you know, the, the hour on Sunday is enough. Finding them have a small group. I miss the incredible chances at fellowship because right. a lot of that was sweet at at Zenos. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, how God got me to get to one hundred percent is He basically disabled me. I had trouble walking that year, had a lot of uh, mobility issues, and I got sick, and I. I was desperate, and it was time. I said, okay, I surrender. You finally got me. And for a month, I was severely bold, surprised (laughs) even me. Right. Right. But, you know, I slid backwards a little bit on that because it didn't seem like it was appreciated to be that bold. Even my wife was kind of scared of me, and she's the one who prayed for me to do that. <laughs> was she in Zenos with you? No. Um she graduated from DeVry, so she was familiar with Columbus, but she's a native Mainer. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Mainers I know, I not don't know many, but the most of them all went back home. They didn't want to stick around where I met them. Like in Tennessee when I was going to college down. They wanted to be back home. So they just it's just something about Maine that just never left them. So I, I know a friend of a teacher there. She's a, a really great gal, and uh, she's gone. She got her, de- her degree, educational degree, and went back, and never had a thought of going anywhere else. So it's, a, it's definitely a definitely a cool place from what I understand. Never been there, but like I said, another what I know as the has been has has always wanted to be back there. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll ever accept me because they don't like people from away. You try to bring your ideas to them. They're like, we know better. I'm like, it makes it challenging. Okay. Like, okay, Lord, why am I here? That's been my big question for the past four years, especially right. since the church I'm in is going through such transitions. And I, I feel like I don't fit there. I'm not sure where, I'm, where God really wants me. Mm-hmm. I'm still right. trying to discover that. All right. I guess your time in Xenos really, really impressed upon you a specific passion, a direction, a, a, a template for living that was on the go. You're, you're connected and you're up front and you're energetic and you're on the fire. You're on the move all the time. Uh, so. Mm. At least yeah. you may not have gotten involved with it, but that's what, what it was going on all around it. There's always something going on. Is that fair to say? Maybe. Maybe in some home churches it might have been that way. I'm not sure some of mine was. Mm-hmm. There was a few times I fell through the cracks and, it was only by the grace of God that he kept me there till I found right. my next spot. Right. Right. So when they, when they, when in that, well, from that perspective, then um, when we hear about, and we've talked about, you know, a lot of people have, have been where you've been, I think have wanted, you know, wanted to be a part of Xenos. And, and over the years, of course, we've, we've discussed this last couple of years anyway, and we've, we've shared perspectives that are decidedly an alternative to yours, which which really have viewed Xenos as, as a really kind of a toxic, corrosive thing. Not just something that kept them, you know, uh, preoccupied, but something that really drove them. That really, that really, uh, and really became quite uh, manipulative. Uh, you said you, is it fair to say you saw similar things i mean that's kind of what you're alluding to and what you're saying here in that you saw there was a lot a lot of 
of, of uh, internal pressure or, or or social pressures within uh, where you were that made you feel uncomfortable. That that, but we're always wanting to, to kind of compel you and move you along in a direction that maybe you didn't, weren't ready to go. And even now, you feel like you know, even though you miss, there's a lot to miss, and I understand that. There's still some things that that probably would linger there that would tend me to believe that those are pretty dominant. I mean, uh, help me, help me, help me, if, help me see if that's if that's what I'm hearing or, or what, what what your real experience is on that. I, no, I can't quite say that. Okay. I mean, for me, I limited myself because of the fears that okay. I had. Right. The I was trapped between the fear of failure because I don't like making mistakes. And I didn't make many because I didn't really do much. And I was also afraid of the fear of success because then more responsibility gets put on you. And right. I'm I was lazy a lot in Xenos. I mean, some of the stories I've heard of how people got kicked out, it never happened to me. And I know Justin's going to say, see, I told you he'd say that, but it should have. Because I that? was not a very good Xenoid. Oh. In what sense? I was too timid. I rarely spoke up when I probably should have. I sucked at evangelism. I brought one guy around and he was worse than I was. He made our women feel uncomfortable to where I had to speak to him saying, this is inappropriate. And he says, they should accept me as I am. I says, but you're staring at them constantly. You're making, you're, you're, you're seeming kind of creepy. And that yeah. was hard for me because yeah. I wanted him to experience what I was getting. Right. I tried to disciple him and okay. I learned real quick. I chose poorly for who to try to disciple and I never mm -hmm. tried again. So I failed at a lot of the things that they taught us in the classes. Okay. I was a constant struggler. And I came in extremely negative. Okay. All right. The three ministry houses I was in, I should have been thrown out of each of them. It never happened. Right. So that's why I'm a little confused. Maybe God protected me because he knew that Zenos was just going to be a period of time in my life till I could get out and do where he really wanted. I don't know. Yeah. But so I'm a little confused as to because I I'm a natural observer. Being in the background, being that severe introvert watching. I didn't see a lot of what they're saying. Okay. And I, I I mean the stories tear my heart up. I okay. am heartbroken. Hearing Joe's story made me go. This is not the way God intended us to to live our lives like that. Right. 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 Now, did I understand what, you know, Jesus' promising about the abundant life was? No, because I never really gave him a chance to do that with me. And sometimes I regret it and sometimes I'm like, Okay, you understand where I was coming from, Lord, and you decided not to force me into it. He wouldn't do that anyway because he loves me so much, but it took me a long time to figure that out. Right, right. So I'm still trying to figure out half my story. Right, right. It, and you know what? That, that's all right. It's all right because you know, everybody, everybody's different. Everybody's trying to figure yeah. out where they were. How, how things impacted them, how it affected them. There's some people live their whole lives years that they leave a place like Xenos and, and never, never quite figure out who, who they really were or what they were or what, or what it was all about to them. And it leaves them with an awful lot of, awful lot of clouds 
uh, in their mind about it. But um, and and I, I'm sorry to hear that you had to uh, really feel like you're under the thumbs in some respects, and you just try to stay away from that and and try to do your best to you know to appear uh, effectual, <laughs> to to appear like you were discipling, to to, to put on a facade for the lack of a better word and it, and it looked as if you were part of this thing and i and was really, not good at facades yeah yeah now i was genuine yeah i, I was a constant struggler they yeah. should have thrown me out and they never did so that's what i don't understand i should have been thrown out of xena by the things i've heard others say of their experiences i was worse and yet i never experienced any of that i've never seen an excommunication in all the groups i was in i have never really been rebuked a lot i think they only got to the second level on me once and i deserved it it was my fault it was credit card debt and as the snack bar manager, that is a big concern. I had to agree. And and luckily, um, the person who confronted me with another person was John Rue, who was an incredibly interesting guy, gentle. Because one of the things I think you need to know about me when I first entered Xenos, women were good. Men were evil. I hated men. I did not trust men. I'd been bullied by men most of my life. Yeah. High school was hell. Because, well, all of school pretty much was hell for me. Because I was the kid everybody bullied. Because I was the smallest and usually the smartest in the class. So God had to overcome all of that with me and show me that men were okay. But it took a long time. Okay. My cardboard testimony, you ever heard of those? Where it has one side of the bad stuff and then you reveal it with the good stuff? No, I've not heard that. Be honest with you, I've not heard that before. Yeah, they that's your cardboard testimony. My front side says, abandoned by father, abused mm. by stepfathers. And after a long time, got me, God got me to the point of the reveal of loved by wonderful heavenly father. Okay. And I did not start out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I discovered he was my father then, but I didn't know what kind of father he was. But through his constant showing me of his love, I could finally get to that point. Now, it took probably almost the whole time I was at Xenos to really get there. Right. Yeah. I know there is one, actually two, two big misconceptions I had to overcome. Because I don't know if it was my mom or my stepfather who yelled at me one time that I was God's one mistake. That came from your parents? Wow. Yeah. And it took me quite a quite a long time of teachings to get for God to really prove to me that He never makes mistakes. Right. 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 And the other part is I had trouble accepting God's love. And until he finally broke through, because I think I, it was in like a healing prayer group, might have been a year after uh, splitting from Martha's, where I think I confessed a sin that I'm surprised still I confessed it. And I received such love from those guys. And I'm like, this is what God, the father's love really is. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time. Right. 
because before then I was like, everybody else matters. They're, they're worth it. I was not. Yeah. Right. Now Martha's group tried to convince me of that, but I was not ready at that time to receive that attempt. Right. My shell was that strong. Right. Right. You didn't, you didn't seem to, at that point, really, I guess, for lack of a better word, really have a lot of uh, confidence that that shell, that you could, that you're working on the inside of that shell yourself to let people in was a good thing for you because you saw, apparently you're telling, what I'm hearing you say is that you, you there's, there are a lot of great things Xenos did for you. And I, and I think Xenos does do some great things. You know, they, they teach the scripture. They do, they do teach the gospel. But in the end, though, when you when you when you can't feel the freedom to fully be yourself and to, and to, and 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 to be vulnerable and and to allow the love of God to flow through people because you're afraid of them because of what you've heard or what the law has been laid down. To me, that's where I think the bottom dollar starts to come into play here, because these are these are the experiences. Maybe you you've not experienced them, and I'm glad you haven't. Uh, but but a lot of the people who we've talked to have have have, I think, come into Xenos in a very similar way. You have wanting, wanting to, to know more about God, wanting to love Him more, wanting to get to know Him and and get in community with people, you know, and, and found that they became part of a pecking order that became very strident and very visible. And, and I think Joe, that's what we you know you part of what you kind of said and what others have said here. And so I think that's Randy where that's where the rub becomes, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say that, that Xenos can, has done some, some really positive things, but it's, I think it's really important to understand there's an awful lot of other things that it's, it's really, really a miss in. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, the whole thing was a mixed bag. There were yeah. some great, some really great times and some great experiences with the Lord that I had and, you know, learning about God's love and, um, <clears throat> and, you know, like, like with you, Randy, I, I, um, you, you had said that you would confess some serious sin to somebody and, and received some, you know, really good positive love, love, you know, back. And, uh, I, I had some of that experiences too. And I also had an, an opposite experience, um, towards the end where, I had confessed some things that I had been doing and, and it had already stopped doing and had taken steps to, you know, move forward and to make sure that I was growing and not slowing back into those things. Um, and I was actually kind of forced to meet with an elder and a director um, where I was told that I probably wasn't, I might not really be a Christian <laughs> and that uh, if they had, the elder said that if he had his way, he would kick me out of the church right then. Uh, so I kind of took that as a, uh. as an invitation to, uh, you know, I thought about it. It was super hurtful at the time. And I thought about it and I thought, well, you know, that I'm just going to take that invitation and go ahead and leave. So I did. And, uh, <clears throat> but I, I want to say this, Randy, I really like your attitude here. I think it's amazing. And, uh, yeah. You know, in, in Xenos, there's sort of a certain uh, personality type and skill set that's really held up. And um, you and I are kind of similar in that we're sort of introverts. And we came in to the fellowship with uh, a certain set of um, wounds that really tainted our view on life and God and things. And uh, and it sounds like what, what I'm hearing you say is you're you're not pointing any fingers at all at anybody else. And I think that's great. I really respect that. Yeah. And, uh, cause, cause what you're, what seems like what you're doing is you're just seeking the face of God, man. And that's great. And, mm -hmm. uh, so what, you know, it sounds like you don't have any, um, scars or wounds from your Xenos experience or nothing serious anyway. Yeah. And, nothing serious. And that's, and that's great. You know, I, I'm kind of envious. Yeah. It is. And I, yeah. I want to say one thing too, Randy, is that, and I've always thought this about you because uh, Randy and I worked together for several years. We both oh. worked in the facilities, setting up meetings and cleaning things. And I, I managed the snack bar before Randy did at the old building. 
And then I, later on, I managed a snack bar at the high school group uh, when I was w- working with the high school ministry on staff there. And uh, that, that was one of many other things I did there. But uh, so I got to work, rub shoulders with Randy quite a bit. And whenever I heard somebody teaching about um, like working, living your life in a way that uh, accumulates reward in heaven. And I heard about like what that looks like. I always thought of Randy first. I think a lot of people think of like um, more high profile, you know, outgoing, charismatic, you know, p- the kind of people that are held up. in the super church. Christians. Yeah. 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 Whereas Randy, Randy, however, he was always doing his job. He never complained. And, you know, I never saw him like in, have a bad attitude or be mean to somebody or anything like that at all. Not even, not even a little. And so whenever I heard about like, who's going to, who's going to get a ton of reward or heaped on him in heaven, it's going to be Randy Bliss, man. Cause that guy, he just does his job. He gets it done. He does it well. And, uh, doesn't hurt anybody along the way. Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of faithfulness, that sort of quiet faithfulness is really what God sees, man. You know, so I think, I think he's really, uh, eager to, eager to bless you and continue to bless you. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, so I'm, I'm just so glad to see you, uh, doing well and, and having such a great attitude and, you know, having met a woman that, that, that you love and, and, you know, have a lifelong companion there. That's awesome. Right. I'm happy it's for like, you. Yeah. It's like you said, it sounds Randy like in con in sharp contrast to a lot of what I've heard what I've counseled people about actually as, as a, as a pastoral counselor. Uh, I've talked to people as in that capacity who loves the honest, who've wanted to ask questions about, you know, why, why this or why that, why, why did this happen? You know, uh, in contrast to what you're sharing though, there are people who, who found that those, their experiences are quite sadly all too often, just the, the, the opposite of yours. They, they didn't, if they, if they, they, they wouldn't be allowed to hide in the shadows. They'd be dragged out. They'd be forced into those places uh, of, of compliance with, with the program there. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't have that. Cause I, I, that probably would not have been a good thing for you or anyone actually. Yeah. 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 You know, when, um, when Martha moved to the college ministry, um, I got to work with her directly and, uh, you know, I started a, a ministry house and right when, right before she moved in to the college ministry and, uh, her and her leaders kind of took it over. And uh, I got to say, like, I never really had a single positive experience with her where I, I felt like the love of God was emanating from her at all. I know a lot of other people did, but uh, unfortunately, and I was, and I should say that I went into this hoping for that. And I went into it with sort of the same assumptions that a lot of people did, which was that Martha was really mature and, and uh yeah. wise and and revered um so i was uh in it i was really surprised and hurt when uh the opposite my experience was sort of the opposite of that what i was expecting yeah. and uh i didn't really get perspective on it t- for years uh because i always sort of you know when i met with her and she was real dismissive and mean to me uh, i sort of blame myself uh and you know, looking back, I think there was a lot. There was a lot there. Opportunities for her to work with me that she passed up, passed up on, which is kind of too bad for both of us. But uh, but I'm glad your experience was positive with her, man. That's that's great. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know a lot of people come on here and just talk about their 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 uh, tra- trauma, which I, you know, I, I don't um, claim to think is false in any way because I I have that, but. It sounds like you're you're not in that position. Yeah. I think I was protected by God. I mean, Martha for me was the perfect person at that time. And, you know, one of the teachings I remember her always saying was, you know, she's a sinner like everybody else. And I think her assistant leader says, I've never seen her sin. 
And I'm like, really? All you got to do is watch. Now, one of the things I really appreciate about Martha is she was protective of her girls. Because if I would have been able to date one of them and marry them, I don't think it would have worked out well because I was very immature. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. And I'm glad God protected those girls from me. Because they were very attractive. And just well, they were very appealing because of their joy, their I mean, that's what what drew me more than yeah. anything was because I had a best friend who was a lot like them. You know, she exuded joy. I didn't know what joy was. I knew what misery was. I mean, for mm. me, as God showed me my gift of encouragement, I could weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. That took a long time for me to get there. And I'm still better at weeping with those who weep. And I admit, some of the stories I've heard in some of your broadcasts make me weep. Yeah. Because it is not the way God designed it. I am glad he protected me. But I have to wonder why he didn't protect them. What was God's role in all this? How was he involved? Because mm -hmm. he's the one ultimately in control, guiding all these uh, collisions. Mm -hmm. I, we know that he is always redemptive. So what's, what's his purpose in allowing all that? I don't know. I mean, well, I feel sorry for Joe's story because hearing that is like, that's not the way things were designed. Right. God's design yeah. of the body is perfect and genius, really. Yeah. Well, you know, now I just feel I, I feel grateful for the things that I went through. But the reason I feel that way is because where I am now, like I, every decision I made led me to the point where I am now. And where I am now is amazing. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, you know, I can't. I kind of wonder the same thing. Like, why did, why did God allow this? And, you know, God allows all kinds of terrible things to happen. And, you know, yeah. you can just turn on the news for five minutes and it's, I, you know, I get the same way, Randy. I, <laughs> yeah. It's terrible what's going on out there. And, uh, you know, for, so I just, for me, it was like the, the abusive things was just showing me that this wasn't the, this wasn't the place for me and it, I needed to leave. Right. And uh, I kind of wish that I would have um, sought a support network more quickly because I sort of languished in in uh, misery for a while. <laughs> and I probably I didn't need to for as long as I did. But uh, but I found my way. Everything got good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how God uses that, Joe. Well, because I know of, that nothing's ever wasted. No. Right. And, and one of the things that I've been able to do is I started that Facebook support group. And the reason I did that was because I kept bumping into people who had left and were sort of kind of aimless like I was and hurt. And I thought, well, what if there was just a community of people who can just say, uh, you know, I have that same, I had a similar experience. And just share each other's experiences so that they don't feel weird and abnormal or or wrong. You know, a lot of times when when you leave Xenos, and I, I, again, I think it's great that you didn't have this, but when you leave, you're kind of made to feel that you're compromised, that you're sort of, uh, even if you go to another, like, evangelical church, you're still kind of made to feel like um, you're settling for something that's not quite as good. And um, And I've, you know, I've heard... Uh, senior leaders say just that about people that were going to places like the vineyard or, you know, play, these are, these are folks where the doctrine is super similar to what they teach at Xenos and they still are like, well, they're going there, you know, what's, I remember this one guy, Doug, he actually said, what's wrong with our critique of their theology? Why would he want to go to vineyard? What's, what's wrong with our critique of their theology? 
<laughs> Dude, it's a believing church. Just wish him well and exactly get yeah. lunch with him now and then. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you're usually not sent off with a blessing. You're usually sent off with a, a warning. But uh wow. but there's lots of great other opportunities out there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And God is definitely not limited to Xenos. No. It's a whole lot bigger than that. Right. Yeah. Xenos wouldn't agree with that, I think, in too many places. But you're right. I believe you're I absolutely right on that. Would. Yeah. Well, I think they would outwardly. I, you know, if if they were sitting down with a reporter or something, they would say, they would say they that it's fine to go to other churches, but behind the scenes, it's usually not uh, something that's met with approval or encouragement. Right. Exactly. And it, and usually when you do leave, the common thing that I've heard is that they're running away from their issues. Right. And that's, that's and that's hardly a charitable way to treat people who just want to change, who just want, who just feel like they need to move on, you know. Um, and that's and that's the sad thing about about Xenos to me is that for all its theological precision, for all the energy and passion that it has, and for all the great potential it has to truly be an evangelistic and powerful soul savings place where it's making a difference in the world, supporting world missions and everything like that. There's too many systemic uh, initiatives within, within the community of Xenos that are so completely antithetical. They're so unchristian. And we've, we've just alluded to a few of them. You know, we, we've talked about punitive excommunications we've talked about uh just disciples being just 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 totally authoritarian puppet masters of people's lives down to telling them where they should work and how much money they should spend i mean i mean i mean that's not everybody's experience i know that but there's enough of that that's been going on from what i from from everyone i'm hearing do it from all different levels of 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 xenos's history that it just became, well, well, wait a minute. Okay. For all, for all, it's like the lady said in the, in the Wendy's commercial, where's the beef? <laughs> you know, where really is the truth of Xenos? Uh, where, where really is, where's is the foundation? Like, you know, I read, when I read first Corinthians 13, when it says something like this, you know, so I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity. I've become sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Now, when I read that, that's a warning there. It's saying, listen, if I can be a lot of things, but if I don't have love, uh, it says it, I have, I, I'm nothing. I've become a sounding brass. Charity suffers long. It's kind. It doesn't envy. Charity vaunts not itself. I mean, I can, you can read, you know, first Corinthians 13 all the way down. But when you read that, you start hearing a view of, of, of what love really looks like, what loving kindness looks like when it works through people, through relationships. That's what that's all about. And that's just so not the experience of too many people in Zenos. And that's what that's that's why I do what I do, Randy. Because I as, as a Christian minister, as a pastor, it breaks my heart to hear that. You hear that so many beautiful young men and women who with so much zeal and potential to serve God end up becoming, you know, uh, completely embittered to God, com- uh, become wounded, have to get therapy for years. Mm-hmm. It happens. I, I, I hate to say it because I believe in the church, in the ministry, in the gospel, but I, I'm not, I'm a realist too. We have to admit what we are seeing is happening. It's real. And it's it's not something I take any pleasure. I, I personally, I'd rather be a preacher in my own little church somewhere, my own pulpit, filling it every seven days and doing ministry between. That's what I would prefer to be doing right now. Sunk, you know. But but that's not where God has me now. That's why I'm doing what I do now, and, and in my own way, that that kind of still happens. So, but that's why that's why we're here, Randy. That's why we we you know we we discuss this and. And Joe, you know, has to share. You know, it's these. I'm glad you didn't. You, you're not. You were in the middle of all that, but uh, it's happening. Yeah, really I think it was. Go ahead, Joe. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, I never quite got to the level you did to to see the inner circle 
I mean, the only time I really had a chance at that was when I did the snack bar for the servant team meetings and got to observe and sometimes swipe their uh, handout that they had. And so I didn't see a lot of that, oh. what some of the complaints are like that. Yeah. So it is not within me witnessing it. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think a lot of that stuff that I saw um, was sort of in leadership meetings and stuff that you might not see if you're not involved in, in like organization and leadership in some way. But on the other hand too, I, I do know some people that were kind of like you and that they were super introverted and um, maybe not moving things around like, like people like to see there. And so they're confronted, you know, and like come out of your shell and, you know, like introverts, for example, would, you know, after home church, they might want to, you know, after home church is over and they've hung out for a while, they might want to go be on their own, you know, cause for introverts being in a room full of people and talking is really draining, you know? So after you do that for three hours, you need a break and people would get confronted for that, you know, like, Hey, you left early. What's wrong with you? But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, but anyway, Randy, I, you know, having known you for so many years and seeing you now, it just, I just feel so happy. I just, this smile on my face is like Good. really, really genuine. And, uh, cause you, I mean, you've said more in this meeting than I can, I think we've said to each other in the whole time that we work together. So <laughs> I'm just happy that whatever it took, you know, even if you're not pissed at Xenos, that's great. You know, you're that's you right. got out of your shell and you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're deepening your walk with God. That's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Well, I, I have nothing not, critical to say at all, man. <laughs> I'm not surprised you're smiling. Cause that's what I remember most about you. Oh yeah. Is you were always smiling when you were working. Well, I got to tell you, I, I took a lot of joy setting up chairs and stuff. Cause I felt like I was really, I was making an impact and, you know, I was taught to, um, sort of do your work in secret you know when we talk about award rewards in heaven you know it's like the stuff you do in secret and the stuff you don't get human praise for is probably more worth more to god than than other things that's a principle. yeah i mean when i was alone in that warehouse sitting up chairs and no one was looking i was like singing songs and i had i drew a lot of joy from that job yeah even the toilet cleaning you know put on some gloves and clean those nasty toilets Yeah. God did something weird to me for that. He gave me a song to sing to help me through those. Oh, yeah. What was it? Scrubbing the toilets for Jesus Christ. I'm scrubbing the toilets for him. So it was, you know, and he did quite a few of those. And and, and the good thing about that, Randy, is that that's, you know, People can look at that as so crass and so silly, but you know what? That was your reasonable service to God. That was your worship to him. Anyone that's giving anything to God, he looks down and he highly favors, you know, even the simplest things that that, that's what the kingdom is. That's, that's what the kingdom, the the going down in the kingdom is where's how you're rising up. You know, and, and that's the reason why Joe said what he said about Randy. You know, hey, we know who this Randy guy is. He's just the quiet guy that's serving. And and, and that's really what we all should be doing. But then there's but then there's always a the ultimately of the Zenosian principles where you have to be out, you know, racking up numbers and filling, you know, spreadsheets with demographics and making sure you're penetrating churches and pulling people out of them and doing all you got to do to, 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 to bring up numbers, to exalt a station. I'm sorry. That's just incompatible <laughs> at the, and that's as nice as I can say it. That's incompatible yeah. with, with, with the, with the kingdom of God, the way you guys are embodying it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm right with you. I, I, I love to serve in my church. I cut grass, pull weeds, pick up the, pick up the, the, the kids, candy bar wrappers, I got. I, I like to do that sort of thing. I, I I'll, I'll be walking around my church doing that, and so, uh, and that's where it's at. It really is. So uh, I I'm glad, 
you know, that we at least have that that basis. And we understand what that is. We do it unto God. It, it, it really is a blessing. It really is. Yeah. Well, it is a complete team effort. That's the way God designed it as a team. Everybody plays a part. Right. And, and what saddens me is that so much of that same spirit is not being embodied in so much what Zenos does. It's just it's just so much of what they're just simply in so many places they have a, a church growth program that that develops an organization when the the whole the whole kingdom principle is that we should be an organism. An organization and the organism of the spirit where we're doing exactly what we're doing about not caring who gets credit, just doing what we need to do. And and and, and so many young men and women get involved in Xenos because they think that's what they're doing and they end up getting burnt. And uh yeah. that's that's what saddens me. That's, but that's what that's what really gets me going. Because I want people to understand, look, there is a reality to this. It's just not as perhaps what you've been taught, you know. I'm talking, it's my Italian thing here, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one time with the, so I would have these experiences where I would, when I was working alone, I would start singing and I'd start singing, you know, Christian songs that I knew. But then it would sort of evolve into this like improvised stuff where it was just sort of organically praising God and song yeah. that I would make up on the spot. And, uh, and I, you know, I, under, un, again, under the principle of like doing it in secret to, you know, so that I wouldn't, I didn't feel like I was seeking the praise of man. I was seeking the praise of God, right. Pleasing, trying to please God. So, but one time I made the mistake of sharing this experience with one of my home church buddies and he goes, Oh, well, kind of sounds like you're being super spiritual. It's like, man, yeah, I'll just keep it to myself, and I did, and, yeah. and it, you know, it kind of soiled my experience for a little bit, but not long. You just, I just kept myself. I mean, that was my goal, anyways, do it in secret, yeah, get them moving, yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Hey, well, I have a question for you, Joe, yeah, you still playing drums? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was my full time job for a little while. I, well, I had a kid, and we had another kid, and I had to. Now I'm a, a data analyst. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did economics in grad school, and so I've, I've been an analyst for, gosh, about almost 20 years now. With, wow. a, with a five-year break to, to stay at home with my kid. That's when I was playing drums full-time. That's a good thing. Yeah. Stay home with your kid. I remember right. you did drums. Yeah. Yeah. But never knew you were singing songs out in the auditorium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, one time I knew no one was coming in. So I put one of those clip mics on and I was singing through the PA. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I would do these things where I would memorize scripture and I'd, I would uh, say it out loud. I, I almost had the entire book of Ephesians done in English and Spanish. Oh, man. That's, that's hardcore. I like that. That's all right. Wow, I, yeah, just, I, I think just, I've written a few scripture songs my so, myself, taking oh, a script yeah. and just singing to it. Oh, cool. Well, some of them are interesting, and some of them are probably just for me, but that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. The kingdom of God allows for that. There's all kinds of room for diversity, and that's 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 what you know. First Corinthians thirteen that the charity believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It just love never fails. It just adopts everything, uh, and it's 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 infinitely bigger than a lot of things that we we see in uh, in the structures of uh, of Zenos, and that's the sad thing. And this has been a very unique hour, guys. And I, I wish we could stay longer to do it, but I'm telling you, it's been it's been quite a quite experience. And uh, Randy, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, if you guys have some final words you'd like to share, uh, maybe there's something else, you, maybe a message you'd like to leave uh, to people who are going to be listening. Uh, and this is going to be hearing it forever. So <laughs> so there's something you maybe you'd like to say in, in closing uh, as your own final thoughts. And Joe, you can start or if, if you like, or, or Randy. Oh. 
Well, I just, it's great to uh, talk with Randy again. And I'm so glad you're, you're doing as well as you are and uh, just keep it up, man. You got, you got it going on. That's great. And you know, it's true that um, it's absolutely true that some people don't leave Xenos traumatized. I'm not one of them, but it happens and it's not all bad. I mean, I, I wouldn't ever go back, but uh, it's not all bad. Yeah, I don't know if I'd drive there or not. <laughs> it's a long drive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to end with um another one of my um Facebook entry memories. Cause I think this one is interesting because it helps um show my perspective of what God really did for me. Do I have regrets? In my carnal mind, I have thousands. But with God's incredible involvement in my life, I have none. Because if I had been less shy with the ladies, I probably would have gotten into trouble the same way my brother did. Three divorces, four kids by four different women. Hmm. If I hadn't learned how to forgive, I probably would have ended up as bitter as my mom was. If I had been more bold, would I have ever seen the need to write the songs like Only Jesus, So Much, or One of Us? Would I have ever started walking with Christ in a greater way at all? If I hadn't been so severely damaged, would I have seen my desperate need for God at all? Though there were many times I feel like I didn't fit in at Xenos at all, because I never did drugs, smoke, drank. I didn't do any of that. Um, yet I'd learned to tolerate those that did or used to. The graceful atmosphere was one I could grow slowly in. And I was a very slow grower. But it was perfect for me. I did fall through the cracks a few times. But as I said before, God sustained me through even... Those times until I found my next body, next spot in the body. So if all I achieve in this life is encouraging the saints through my gift of encouragement with my words, my songs, or even my word search puzzles, that Bible, word, Bible verse word search puzzles, then I'm grateful how God was able to turn such a mess like me into someone who glorifies him each time. I encourage others. And I think I had to write another post saying, oh, wait, God did a little bit more than just that. Because right. one of the things people don't know about me from my Xenos days is I saved the fellowship thousands because of my shopping skills. And I've been able to use that up here for a little while. So right. people got tired of me. But for like a un, just under a five-year period, I saved friends of mine like 50 grand on their groceries. And I learned that way back in the 80s before starting Xenos. So, yeah, yeah, just grabbing the sodas for $3.98 instead of $7.98 from Sam's Club. Oh, now it's 14 something here. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not quite the way anymore, but <laughs> especially well, in Maine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God yeah. used me in ways to help Xenos, and Xenos helped me. And if there is things God really needs to correct at Xenos, he'll do it. He's mm -hmm. capable. I know that. Yes, he is. And he'll do it his way. Mm -hmm. It probably won't be any of our ways. Mm-hmm. His will be done, whatever that looks right. like. Right. Well, I certainly do believe his will is being done, you know, and, and he'll he'll get it done in spite of knuckleheads like like all of us. He is God. He's going to make sure that what he wants done gets done. And uh, and and actually, you guys are knuckleheads. I feel like the knucklehead half the time anyway. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right there in knucklehead club. 
All right, good, good. Yeah, so, me but, too. But, uh, but once again, guys, thank you so very much. It's been a very unique Xena stream. I can't wait to get it uh, up online. But uh, once again, thank you so much for coming out, and maybe we can do it again soon. And uh, Randy, Great. it's a pleasure to have met you, and I'm, I'm glad. I appreciate you reaching out and want to be involved. And and uh, uh, I hope that others will. Uh, like I said, I, we're always looking to talk to other people who who have their own perspectives on Xenos as well. We're wide open to that, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping that your presence here is, is proof that we're committed to that. We really, we really, and and, and we give, I think we respectful and. And 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 we really would want to be uh, very inclusive. So thank you for for really coming on. Uh, it, it was a pleasure. And Joe, it's always a great to see you again. Uh, I don't see your, your guitar. I don't see your guitars hanging behind you, but uh, <laughs> I got mine behind me. I'm gonna start after New Year. Hopefully, start picking up and learning again. So. Oh yeah, I thought I, I thought that's what those were. They were, yeah. But, but but thanks, guys. God bless once again, and thank you for coming on. And it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and, if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. 